Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny Too Informing. And now, without further delay, your host, John Hannon. All right, guys, thank you for listening and thank you for downloading. My name is John. Um, this is another episode of Funny to Informing. It's uh, it's not a numbered show. It's not bonus. It's not uh, anything like that. It's going to be um, the second part of these new things that we're starting, uh, Digis, which is just a quick little way to get out some uh, current news and you know maybe some things that you might not have heard. And even if you did hear, you know maybe some additional details uh, involved with some of the stories. Uh, uh, no Coleman. It's uh, it's just going to be myself. It's going to be one segment, um, shorter than than usual. Um, and I plan on talking about different things, like um, you know, the Fourth of July just passed. So, and there was a protester on the um, Statue of Liberty, and there's a heat wave that has stricken Canada somehow. And um, I plan on talking about the World Cup a little bit because that's been going on all through June and, you know, the early going to here of July and uh, some theme park news as well as a, a possible weather update. But um, again, thank you guys for listening and downloading. My name's John. Um, if you're not really familiar with the show, it's funny to inform me. We focus on finding the joke first and uh, if some information comes out of it, it's all you know, good and fun, but this one might be more on the informational side. Um, like I said, Coleman, um, first name Chris, a.k.a. Peisenberg, he's not here. Um, didn't really think I needed him just for this little snippet, but he is um, predominantly the funny portion of the show, if you will. So, um, you know, the fact that he's not here, it might not be as funny. Or you can just laugh at me instead of with me. You know, we could do that, too. But uh, if you guys have any way, um, if you guys want to contact the show in any way, um, Facebook or Instagram.com slash funny to informing or funny to informing at gmail.com is uh, the best way to get a hold of us. And uh, we will definitely reply. So, you know, definitely give us a give us a shout and, um, you know, we'll try to get you back. But uh, I've been uh, pretty good lately. Um, it uh it's been uh, kind of chaotic i'm on the pod patio today but the last i forget how many numbered shows um haven't been uh back out here and uh i don't know if you can hear the rain in the background it's raining uh pretty heavily uh here in central florida but um you know that that never stops us but um so the first bit of news i wanted to get to um was the protester um i'm assuming it was a protester it was a female um Therese, oh, I might butcher the name. I apologize for this. Therese Okamu, Okumu, Therese Okumu. Um, she, uh, on the 4th of July, was climbing the Statue of Liberty. And um, it seemed like when I was watching some of the footage, she was just kind of more or less hanging out by the uh, the right foot of the uh, of Lady Liberty. Um, and she was there for a couple of hours. And even when I was watching the video... Um, you know, she was, uh, sitting on the right foot, but I didn't, looking at it, there was really no way for her to get any higher. So I don't know what her plan of action was going to be going from there. Um, but she was apprehended, um, I think around the time that the, uh, the area closed, it was like a 615 at night or something like that. And, um, yeah, she was up there for a couple of hours, and, um, you know, people are regarding her as a protester, but um, certain protest groups are not taking responsibility. Um, you know, there's like a, there's a protest group, Abolish ICE, and, um, you know, they want to try to get rid of the uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. 
That's uh, that's what ICE stands for. But they had a huge, um, like I, I want to say altercation, but it's not really an altercation. It was just kind of uh, at, like a, a happening at at um, Lady Liberty, you know, uh, a couple hours before, um, you know, this Teresa lady went up and tried to climb it. And, um, you know, so Abolish Ice had, was not taking responsibility for her actions. And then there was another group that people thought that she might have been a part of, um, Rise and Resist. Uh, they put out a tweet and um, made it clear that they had, you know, no prior knowledge of this and she wasn't an activist in their group or anything like that. Um, so I, I guess she was just a rogue protester. Just I don't even know what she was protesting. If you're climbing the Statue of Liberty, my initial thought when I was watching the video, because um, it was like kind of far away. You couldn't even really tell if it was a man or a woman. But when I was watching it, I, I was thinking I thought they were just trying to do something radical, you know, um, because it was the 4th of July, Independence Day. Let's, you know, let's get a little crazy and climb the Statue of Liberty. Um, you know what I mean? So I didn't think there was anything protesty about it, but <laughs> but I guess there uh, there was a little bit. I'm, <laughs> a part of me, a part of me wanted to snicker because I said testy when I said protesty. But that's the immaturity that's coming out of me anyways. Um, so. It's, it's I don't yeah there's really nothing else to say about that um I'm sure you guys have all you know heard about it you know it was everywhere on every news platform um but it, it was kind of interesting and I know that uh, not everybody knew the details uh, so but she got arrested and uh you know she's gonna serve her time but uh the next one I have it's this it's weird because it's I was reading about a heat wave in Canada and I that initially I was like stunned because, you know, how could that possibly be? But I guess, um, you know, Canada has been dealing with a little bit of tough weather lately. Um, it's been getting up into, you know, 95 to a hundred degree weather, um, with high humidity and, um, you know, uh, being from Florida, um, it, that that's something that I'm just like used to. I'm uh, I'm adjusted to seeing those type of temperatures every single day or, you know, especially during the summertime. But, you know, I could see um, it being an issue in Canada if that's not something that you're used to. But what I was reading was a lot of the people are like from 50 to 80 years old. And even like even to narrow it down more, they're like 65 or older and um, they don't have uh, air conditioning is um, what I've been seeing, too, uh, in, in dealing with this heat wave. They, they, they wouldn't have AC or they've had prior health issues that um, the, this heat wave just kind of reinforced um, you know, a tough living situation for them. And, um, up to 33 people so far have, uh, have passed away in Quebec. Uh, this is the predominant area that, um, is getting hit by this heat wave. It's like Southern Quebec, um, mainly Montreal, which is like the big city in Quebec. They have just been dealing with this. Um, 18 of the 33 people are from Montreal. So more than half of them are just from the city. Um, but, and in my opinion, it's um, it's kind of hard to tie in a heat wave um, with like deaths around the, the area, you know, because, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how you would be possibly um, come to that judgment that it was due to the heat wave. You know, I mean, especially if they were saying they had prior health issues before or, you know, they're already, uh, you know, almost 70 years old. Um, the fact that they're making the heat wave responsible just makes me a little curious. Like, how um, did they come to that determination? You know, how did they decide on that or figure that out, that that's what was happening? Um, you know, and I, I would say it's still up in the air. Um, but 
it has been a, a pretty intense situation out there in Canada, and they're saying that the heat is to go away in a few days here. But um, you know, we'll see and try to keep our eyes eyes on that. Um, but the next thing I wanted to get to was the World Cup. I figured we would talk about that a little bit. There's eight teams left, and uh, pretty soon here it's going to get cut down to four. And, uh, and then the finals will be played on July 15th. And uh, we don't know what two teams are going to be in there yet, but right now it's uh, France and Uruguay. They're going to be playing each other. Brazil and Belgium are going to be going at it. Russia and Croatia are going to be going head-to-head. And Sweden and England is the final game and the last of the eight teams. And um, if I had to guess, I would say, because I've been watching the World Cup, you know, I've been watching the games that I can. And, you know, um, I I would say France, to me, has the best shot. Um, their forwards are really fast. Um, you know, th- this France team was a team that put up four goals against Argentina, which is, you know, a, a super team in the World Cup. But, um, you know, so the, the fact that they, you know, eliminated uh, Argentina relatively easily and the fact that there's not really I mean the only teams I could see standing up to France are Brazil and England I mean I don't even see Russia being able to keep up with the uh, the type of talent that France has and um, so that that's my guess I think France is going to take the uh, the World Cup but we'll see you know Brazil has looked really awesome too so you know they they might be another one to think about um, I don't see them having an issue getting past Belgium and then after that, you know, it's, uh, it, the ball's really in their court. Um, but anyways, um, moving on to the next one, I wanted to give you guys some theme park news because just recently, Toy Story Land has opened up in uh, Orlando, Florida. And if you're, you know, everybody's familiar with the movie Toy Story, but they added a few new rides. They really gave the place some ambiance with um, huge decorations, um, uh 30 to 40 foot tall Buzz Lightyear and uh, another one of Woody and um, but what I've been hearing it they opened up on June 30th right June 30th yeah so when they opened up um, aside the wait to get into the land itself which people were saying were you know three to five to eight hours um, the the big ride is the Slinky Dog Dash. That's the new roller coaster that they opened up. It's the, you know, the Slinky Dog, and it's a family fun roller coaster. It doesn't seem like it goes too fast. It doesn't go upside down. Um, But that one was a five-hour wait on the first day. And obviously, you know, after the initial opening, the the wait times will go down. So, you know, but I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to go that first day. I mean, it seems like you're essentially ruining, especially if you're on vacation, you're ruining your vacation by spending, what, like a half a day trying to get into this, you know, place that, I mean, it's, it's, it's just another theme park. And I mean, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm from here, but it's just another thing that's going on. Um, it, you know, the rides, are, the slinky, uh, the slinky roller coaster is like a, like like any other roller coaster that you've seen at any of the amusement parks and um toy story land opened up at disney's hollywood studios so that's where you would be able to go to um you know get into the area and ride the rides they have another one it's um alien swirling saucers and um when i was looking at the videos for this it seems like um it's kind of like a like a teacup ride I guess you could say it's like they they're spinning and um you know it's uh, people are are kind of um 
uh, I want to say like Venn diagramming, like they're just kind of overlapping and, you know, go going in and out of each other. And it seems like it's pretty structured, but you're spinning. And, you know, it's, again, it seems like another family fun ride. Um, you know, I wasn't sure about the wait times for that one, but there's no way it could have been less than two hours. You know what I mean? Um, and then the other one, the other ride that they have, they just kind of built around this one, um, Toy Story Midway Mania. Um, yeah, Toy Story Midway Mania has been there since like 2008, but it's gonna, it's the, the lines are starting to get long again, just because of the, um, the development of Toy Story Land. So, um, you know that, but that ride's always been there. So it's that the, it seems like the two that you would really want to try to do are Slinky Dog Dash and Alien Swirling Saucers. Those two are the, the big ones. And, um, just to kind of give you a comparison of how it holds up, uh, Toy Story Land, they they opened and like I said there was like you know four five six hours to get into the land and then a five hour wait for you know the the biggest ride there, but um you know at Harry Potter World when Harry Potter opened up at Universal and people wanted to get on that ride and into the area, um it was eight hours just to get on the ride and then to get into the land was another situation where it was additional hours on top of the eight hours that you would have had to have waited so it's uh, it's a little ridiculous um i don't see how it's worth it for anybody and i'm not arguing for anybody who sits there and waits a half a day to go ride one ride and i mean because and you just kind of you you think about the trade-off you think okay well it's 45 you know seconds to two and a half minutes of a ride and i'm waiting a half a day or and especially if you're on vacation you're you know you're just like squandering your you know the things that you can do and um you know i just, that's just how i feel about it but um you know just to give you a perspective the harry potter one seems like it was still a longer wait um but toy story land damn near got close and um you know so that was pretty impressive but um i'd like to see uh, how they keep that place going and you know all of that um and then I just have one more thing before I get out of here. Um, the the weather, the supposedly out in the Orla uh, Atlantic, excuse me, the the second storm of the season has been named. It's Tropical Storm Beryl, 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 B E R Y L. Um, it's forming, yeah, in the Atlantic. It's um, you know southeast of Florida, and some of the patterns say that it might be coming through. And um, you know, the first tropical storm we had didn't really get to us besides some heavy rainfall. And um, you know, if all of if any of us are familiar, like from last year's, um, the hur the hurricane didn't come through until September. So, you know, even if this one comes through, I wouldn't expect too much out of it. Um, but, you know, coming here in a month or two, I would um, definitely keep your eyes peeled for the future um, tropical storms and hurricanes that might be coming through. But uh, this one I wouldn't be too worried about. Tropical Storm Barrel, it's uh, forming out in the Atlantic and it um, might be heading towards uh, Miami and southeast Florida. But... Um, that is literally all of the digis I uh, I have for you guys, and um, I wanted to say a shout out because this is only the second digis that I'm do uh, that I've done, um, but it was kind of brought on by um, An Anthony from entering the black hole with Rick and Anthony, half of that podcast. He anytime I would go over and do their show or sit in with them or whatever, he Anthony would tell me, "Do you have some digis?" Do you have any digis for us? Any digis, man? I like that phrase. You should you should use that. You should do digis. And then um, from him saying that, I was like, holy shit. Like, if I just have little snippets of news, 
you know, and try to uh, update people a little bit or, you know, fill a gap where there's going to be, you know, no episode or whatever. I could just pump out a digi, you know, talk about some current events or, you know, give you guys some details of things that are unfolding. And, um, you know, as a way, uh, as a filler and as a way to move things along and um, and hopefully you guys enjoy, enjoy it as much as I love covering it. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Anthony, for coming up with the idea. Um, this is only the second one, but I do plan on doing these about once a month to at least catch up a little bit with everyone. Um, but that is all that I really had to say. I, um, I thank you guys for listening for this 17 minutes or whatever it is. And, um, you know, again, uh, facebook.com or instagram.com slash funny to informing is the best way to get a hold of us or see pictures for yourself or you get if you want to see my ugly mug and Coleman bitch ass ugly face, you could see that, you know, for yourself or um, email us funny to informing at gmail.com. Of course, like I mentioned in the beginning, but um, we will be seeing you guys next week. Hopefully we'll have a backyard session or a good numbered show in us. Um, but thank you guys. And we will be seeing you around. Peace out.